about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. As always, this program is called All In With The Lord. My name is Art Cardos, and I'm here to guide you through getting closer to the all-in line with the Lord. What does that mean, all-in? Every week we ask the same question. Well, we're coming up on a new year. People make resolutions. I want to talk to you about that. Don't make a resolution this year. Make a definite goal. Let's talk about goals. Let's talk about the Word. Let's talk about how the Word guarantees the goal when you take the Word seriously. So as we begin this program, let's reflect, first of all, on all the times things didn't happen the way you thought they should, or the way you wanted them to. However, we're now entering a new 2023 and what does that mean for you and me? How do we approach 2023? I believe, personally, that it is about to begin. What? The new year, Art? No. A demonstration of God's power like you've never, ever seen before. Would you like to be part of it? Some people like to kind of stand on the side. They don't want to get in the light of it because then the focus is on them. But each one of us, each one of us was handpicked by Almighty God. If you've accepted Jesus and you're alive right now and you're hearing my voice, you were handpicked by our Father in heaven to do particular thing that he wants accomplished that only you can do. And now is when you're called to do it. So this year coming up is about to unfold things that we're, uh, we're, we're waiting for, you've been waiting for, whatever it is that has slowed you down is going to get out of the way in 20. 23. So, what is it that you would like to accomplish? First of all, I think we have to talk about, before we get to that list, if you knew, I mean, come on now, you are a born-again Christian person if you've accepted Jesus. And if you knew that God put in you the ability to do all things, anything, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you are a believer, if you are a believer that believes that, then this is the moment for you to acknowledge it. I can do all things. So let's look, a, look at the list of things you can't do. That's easy. Because you can make a real case for all the things that didn't happen and all the things that you don't think you can accomplish. Art, you don't know my situation. I'm, you know, I, I, you don't know all the things that happened to me. 
Well, I don't. You're right about that. But God does. And he knows all the things that happened to me. And one of the things we know for sure is that things happen to people. That's common to man. That is common to the human race. Every single one of us has obstacles, situations, circumstances, and things that try to get in the way of what you would want in your life now. So, what will you do in regard to those things? Will you allow them to stop you? Are the circumstances, situations, are they things that are powerful enough to interfere in the purpose you have here on earth because God sent you here, and I'm going to prove it to you, and he wants you to accomplish these things on the earth now. Are the obstacles going to stop you, and are they enough to stop you? So let's talk about that. First of all, Psalm 91, which is my favorite psalm, identifies several areas that the Lord delivers us from. So what I did is I made a list of 12 obstacles, 12 things that can interfere in whatever it is you want this year. Let's, let's first of all, just, if you, if you knew that whatever you want to pray for, whatever, whoever you want to pray for, whatever it is, it absolutely can be and will be accomplished, what would you put down for prayer? If you knew you couldn't fail, well, let me read you 12 things that are obstacles. And we know there's, a, there's the devil. He is Lucifer, fallen angel, devil, extraordinaire, who loves to just mess with your head. And that devil that messes with your head, and sometimes your body and everything else, was defeated by Jesus. We, we don't understand sometimes that it's just not that you're going to heaven. Your job is to call heaven here to the earth. Just pray the Our Father and listen to the words. But we are called here now to be like Jesus. We were made in the image and likeness of God, remember? So you have to, you know, if I, if I have, if you have children, they grow up looking like you, talking like you, acting like you. Why? Because they're made in your image and likeness. They hung out with you. Now, the Father has created you in His image and likeness. Are you hanging out with Him? How do I do that, Art? Glad you asked. I read the Word. So let's go to the 12 things that can be obstacles that Satan... Lucifer loves to do. First of all, he loves to set a trap for you, a snare. How do you catch wild animals when you want to catch them? You set a snare. You set a trap. So Satan has become a pro at setting traps. What kind of traps? Well, it could be a simple thing, like something you just like to do that you shouldn't be doing because it causes your flesh 
to rise up and dominate your world. You don't have time for the Spirit. You don't have time for the Holy Spirit. You just have time for the flesh. Eating, sleeping, other things that have to do with the flesh, all the things that have to do with fleshy things. doesn't make them bad. It just doesn't make them, we don't want to make them the priority and only thing. So Satan likes to use things of the flesh to cause us to divert from the spirit. So he likes to set traps. Then, in Psalm 91, it mentions deadly pestilence. What is pestilence? Well, if you look it up in Google or look it up in the dictionary, pestilence is any kind of plague disease. It's any kind of disease that takes over a whole area, a whole world, any kind of pestilence. And he loves to bring pestilence. We just went through something that was called a plague, right? A pestilence. Terror of night. Do you get fearful at night when you go to sleep, when your mind is free to think about all the things that maybe you are afraid of? Terror of night. We have been delivered from that, and I will prove it to you. The arrow that flies by day. During the day, people taking shots at you. People telling you you can't do it. People telling you, you're, you'll, you know, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Sit down. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Sit down. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. Let them just govern in Washington. Don't even think about it. What a bunch of bull. You are a born-again Christian, and you've been given dominion over the government. The government was on the shoulders of Jesus, and he's in you. So where's the government? On your shoulders, and you have dominion, and there's something you can do. So the arrow that flies by day, the pestilence that stalks in darkness. While you're asleep, any kind of, any kind of pestilence, any kind of plague, any kind of... Uh, spiders and things that scare you or whatever, we're delivered from them. And I'll show you. Uh, if, if something happens, a thousand could fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right, but it will not, I repeat, will not come near you. Okay, so the, in Psalm 91, it tells us, we're not even to stub our toes. And how is God going to prevent that? He dispatched angels to watch over you. That is a fact. This is the Father who has laid out all these things for you and I. He delivers you from trouble. So, if you didn't listen and you run into trouble, he, you can count on him to deliver you. You will not be dishonored. Do you feel dishonored? Are you treated like you're not honored? You're not honored. You're just dishonored or people put you down and put you down and tell you you're never going to mount to anything. You won't be. You are delivered from short life. Are you told right now? I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. Are you told? that something is causing you to have a short life. If that's the case, listen carefully. Psalm 91. Now, I don't have it written here on paper, so I'm going to have to just repeat it from memory. 
<clears throat> he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, which is a great place to dwell, by the way, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if you're under somebody's shadow, you're pretty darn close. So you're going to have to get close to God. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, in Him I do trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare, the trap of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover me with His feathers, and under His wings I shall take refuge. His truth is my shield and my buckler, and I shall not be afraid of the terror that comes by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand might fall at my side, ten thousand at my right, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked. For I have made the Lord God, even the Most High, my habitation. I've made him my habitation. That's where I live. A thousand might fall at my side, ten thousand at my right, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked, for I have made the Lord God, even the Most High, my habitation. Therefore, no evil, no evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling, which is my body. For God has given his angels charge over me to bear me up in their hands, lest I dash my foot against a stone. I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. <clears throat> I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. And I shall, uh, I, I just I have to go back here. I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, and I, shall, I, I lost the words. I, I didn't get that part. Okay, no evil will befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For God has given his angels charge over me that they should bear me up in their hands, lest I dash my foot against a stone. I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent I will trample underfoot. And then, because he has set his love upon me, saith the Lord, I, God, will deliver him. And when he calls upon me, I will answer him because he has known my name with long life. I will satisfy him and show him long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So we have been delivered from all these things. And I apologize. I got stuck in the middle of Psalm 91, but I know that I keep it on top of my head. And, and it's just because I stopped in the middle, I lost the wording, but we should all know that. You should know Psalm 91. When you go to sleep at night, if, it, if you're plagued with thoughts, you should be repeating Psalm 91. You should know Psalm 91. And know that God wants to bless you. From the beginning, God wanted to bless you. He blessed Adam. Now listen, this is important. He made us. He created us. God, the creator. <clears throat> and he created us in a way that we would not be dependent 
or helpless. He created us in a way that inside of us is all of the wherewithal necessary to create anything as a man or woman that you need. Anything. You are the creator of where you live, of your garden. Yes, Adam fell. He plugged into the wrong database. He started listening to Lucifer, and it corrupted all of the data that God had so successfully put in Adam to cause him to be self-contained. As a man, he was just like God. That's correct. Made in the image and likeness of God, just like him. And God said, I give you dominion over this planet. Go create everything, and wherever you go, make the garden. But Adam fell short. But that didn't change what God created in us. And immediately, God had a plan. And that plan was to help you and I rediscover the way we were originally made by him. I listened to people all messed up, not thinking straight, not knowing what to believe. Well, you never know what God's going to do. That is not true. God is more predictable than you are. He's more predictable than anything you know, because he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He never changes. He never changes. You are the one that must change. And we always want to be the victim, don't we? We always want to be the one that says, well, if I grew up in a different family, if I grew up in a different town, if I wasn't born with this problem, if I didn't have this disease, if I didn't, if I wasn't broke, if I had a better job, if I had to stop being the victim and understand that you were created to get out of any circumstance, any situation. And it's in you. The power to do that is in you. In Christ, it is restored to the right standing before Adam fell. So Adam falls. And all of us are born through some lineage in this world, and we face a major mental gymnastic. And that is the people we grew up with, the family, how we were taught, what we were taught, what we were taught to believe about ourselves. Some people simply sat down to eat a meal and they were told they were worthless. Go get a job. Go do something. You know, just beating you up with it. Now listen, you have been made perfect by God Almighty. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Now, that's hard to comprehend, but I will read to you where that says it. Now, first of all, we have to understand that God meant for you to be someone that could get out of any predicament. You are a child of God. 
Do you think God can't get out of a predicament? Jesus got out. He ripped the gates off of hell and lifted right out of there. And he's in you. So the minute that that's, that internal mechanism that gets anything you need, anytime you need it, was broken when Adam sinned, when he went into Lucifer and got the data that said it might not work. Not, oh, well, you don't know what God's going to do. That's Satan. If you want to hear the voice of Satan, he's the one telling you, you just can't count on God. He's been saying that from the foundations, before the foundations of the earth. Telling every creature who would listen, you can't count on God. You can't count on God. While God Almighty, the Father and Son and Holy Spirit is the only one you can count on. Because I guarantee you, if you listen to that other voice, you will be broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. Now, if you find yourself in that situation, there's a way out. But you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to get a shovel and start digging. What are you digging for? Gold in the Word. You're going to have to read the Word. You're going to have to get close to the Word. You're going to have to embed the Word in you. You know, today, a lot of people go online to different websites, and they watch video. And the video now has become commonplace. You go there, and the video's there. That video is a code that's embedded on that website. So you don't have to go looking for it in another place. It's all right there. So you see the thumbnail or the picture, you click on it with the arrow, and it starts to play. It has an embedded code, and it looks like it's on that website. But it's really not. It's really not. It is on a server somewhere, okay, that is playing that video. In some cases, YouTube, some cases, others. But it appears to be on that webpage. When Jesus came into your life, and as you put in the Word, you are embedding Jesus. You are embedding Him into you to the point where it should look like He's here. Now, where He is in heaven, we don't know, but if we have enough of Jesus in us, He's embedded in us. The code of Jesus, the DNA, <coughs> the exact same powerful force that was in him is in you and I embedded. Now, the one thing about a video on a website, I can embed it on as many websites as I want. A thousand, ten thousand, the same video. Just put the embedded code and you go there and you think that that video is there, and you click on it and it plays. But it's all located in one central location. Just like Jesus. Jesus is wherever he is, but he's embedded in us. When you accepted Jesus, you downloaded that embedded code in a zip file. It's got to be unzipped, and it's in you. The more you unzip it, the more the image of Jesus in God is alive in you. And Jesus is the very picture of God. 
Jesus is, we think in pictures. If you say cat, you think, you know what a cat looks like. If you say car, you know what a car, you're, you're picturing it. You may not think you're picturing it, but you're picturing it. Jesus in us, okay, we think in pictures, and we, we need to continue to believe that Jesus in us, he's in us, we picture him in us. As we picture him in us, he arrives big in us, but we have to want him to be alive in us. And that zip file, that embedded code, needs to grow, it needs to get bigger, it needs to unzip so that the image of God, the power of God, is now available inside of you. And it can't, it's all there. There, listen, God is all just. He's all just. And that means that he cannot be partial to one person. He can't. He, it's not in him. Everything is available to every person. There is not going, when you get before the justice seat, there is not one person alive that's going to have a good reason why you didn't accept Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, will make sure of that. Somehow, in your world, in your culture, in your area, the Holy Spirit came across and gave you the opportunity. Now, for those who accepted Jesus, you got the file, you got the embedded code. But now you need to go ahead and develop it. And that's really important. And the big stumbling block for so many people is, well, I'm just not worthy. You have no idea what I did before I discovered Jesus. It doesn't matter. Jesus paid the price for every single thing that you did prior to accepting him. John 3, it says, where God so loved the world that he sent his only son into the world while you were yet a sinner. He didn't wait for you to get better and say, okay, now I'm going to send Jesus. He said, man, make a list of all the sinners. Well, do you qualify for that list? And Jesus comes into the earth to pay a debt that you cannot ever, ever pay. Adam messed up. You can't fix what Adam did. You can't. But Jesus did. He fixed it. He paid a debt and got back for you and I the ability to utilize the full nature of God, which he originally put in us, to get out of any circumstance and situation that we come up against. Wow. What are you doing with it? So on the second half of this program, we'll talk about what you can do with it. How do you get there? Do you even believe that's true? Are you sitting there going, boy, that guy is so out, out of touch. He just thinks you can overcome anything. Yeah, I do. And Jesus proved it. He overcame the world. And all you and I have to do is he handed over the keys. Take the keys. To what? 
to the mind, to the soul, to, to his embedded coat, and open the door. Open the door and let him in. Let him in fully. Unzip the file. Get the information. Stop complaining. Stop being a victim. Every circumstance there's an answer to. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. We're back, and we're talking about what God has done, what He has created. You might think it's just you here, but look at it from His perspective. He made you. He made you, created you, put a soul, a spirit, a mind inside of you. You know, we just celebrated the time of the year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. I would like to submit to you that Jesus said to the Father, I would like to give you a gift. What is the greatest gift I could give the Father? Now, it's Christmas time. We all like to give gifts. And why is that? Because everyone likes to give But you like to give a meaning. What gift could Jesus, who's made in the image of God, as a man, give to the Father? You are the gift. He came for you. He came for me. We are the gift. Put a bow on you. You're the gift. Jesus paid and got you back. From the Father's perspective, He is well pleased. Well pleased. You are the gift that Jesus gave the Father. Now, what will you do now? You're the gift. Are you the gift? Yes, you're the gift. Are you made clean, righteous, perfect in God's eyes? Yes, you are. Because Jesus paid a debt. Now, when you walk around <clears throat> condemning yourself for sin, which is what Satan loves you to do, you're not worthy, right? You're just, just a sinner, just an old sinner. You are not. You are a gift that Jesus paid the price for. Start acting like it. He paid the price so you could be the righteousness of Christ, the righteousness in front of God. And from God's perspective, he presented you to the Father, fixed, complete, whole, clean. From God's perspective, you could not be more righteous than you are. You could not be more perfect because God can't receive imperfection. So Jesus fixed it. He gave you to the Father as a gift, but you act like it's no big deal. 
Like it's not really a gift. Well, we'll see what I'm going to do with my life. Your life will go nowhere if you don't invite in Jesus to take control. It'll always be going in a merry-go-round. Always going. How do I? Comes this always happens to me. Why have I been singled out by God? Because that's the way people talk. So this always happens to me. Come on. Are you kidding me? God made you perfect in the beginning. Adam got contaminated when he plugged in to Lucifer's database. Jesus came back and put on a demonstration of how we should live. And then wrapped up a present, which is you, and gave it to the Father and said, Father, I have brought you back your original creation. And they have been restored as if Adam had never sinned. Jesus was the second Adam. And what Adam did wrong, Jesus repaired. You, my friends, have zero excuse to be walking around broke, busted, sick, and disgusted, and allowing government and everyone else around you to think you want them to take care of you. You, within you, have the keys to the kingdom. You, within you, have the kingdom of God that will take care of every circumstance and situation that you come up against. Will you use it? Will you stop telling yourself you can't? All right. Let me read you Romans 8.29. This is out of the Amplified Bible because it amplifies the words a little bit makes them a little clearer, a little different. Sometimes they jump out at us. Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he foreknew you. He knew you existed before you came into this realm. You existed before you came to earth. For those who he foreknew, of whom he was aware, and who he loved beforehand... He loved you before you ever came here. He loved you. Who did? God. The the original, the creator. The creator loved. He knew you and he loved you. Whatever your name is, he knew you and he loved you before you entered into the earth. Before you entered into the earth. He also destined from the beginning, which means he foreordained, he He planned it, foreordaining them to be molded into the image of his son and share inwardly his likeness. You're just like God. You're made that way. At that, he might become, the Jesus might become the firstborn among many brethren. So Jesus came how to enter in. Now, the only way to enter into this realm is with an earth suit, with a human body. And the only way to get one is to be born. And guess what? I hate to break the news to you, but females, female men, okay, man species, the female version produces bodies. I don't care what anyone wants to make up. That's how it's done. So how do you get an earth suit? It's manufactured inside of a woman, okay, in her womb, 
and it takes a period of time, and the spirit has to be in there while it's being manufactured. So Jesus was born that way, like every one of us. But God, through the word that was in the beginning, we talked about it last week, then came into the earth and became flesh and dwelt among us. Mary received the word, and it caused her to produce an earth suit around the word. It produced a body around the word. The word was God. The word was Jesus. And Jesus came to give the Father a gift. Jesus was with the Father in the beginning. He was with you before you came into the earth. <clears throat> and it was his job to get you to come back to eternity. It's like you go into a video game and get lost, and you don't have a way out, and you're stuck, and you're done. But this isn't a video game. This is eternal life. And God provides a way in, and he provides a way out. But in this realm, during your life, you are deciding on your eternal destiny. You are deciding how you, what's inside of you, what are you made of? Do you have the guts to take the word and allow it to transform you? The Bible tells us, don't be conformed to what the world's telling you. You're stuck in a realm where they're telling you everything. Oh my gosh, they're going to tell you everything to think. Satan loves that. He's been doing that since Adam. Just telling people what to think. Telling people what to think. And making people his slave. You know, we, we've grown to not like the word slave, yet I listen to people who are Christians still being a slave. What are you a slave to? Sin? Because you don't know you're not worth, you're, you're, you think you're not worthy. You're a slave to thinking you shouldn't make any money and control any wealth. Let's let the sinners do that who don't know Jesus. And you are being deceived by Satan, just like he deceived Adam. And you're still eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Instead of unplugging from that tree and getting back to the tree of life. I thought that was taken away, the tree of life. Yes, it was. And it was put back in you when you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. When you accepted Jesus, the tree of life is in that zip file, the same one that would have caused Adam to live perfectly sinless forever. But you have to unzip it. You have to willingly choose to eat from God's tree of life instead of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that is so readily available with all its fruit on TV, media, everywhere, everywhere, all around you. Even your friends, who you think are your closest friends, sometimes will be the very reason that you feel sad. So here we are in a realm where you have been made in the very image and likeness of God. And he knew you, you had a conversation with him before you ever came into the earth, and he has a plan for you. And all you have to do is pick up your, your pieces of your thinking here and put the plan to work. Father, what is it you want me to do? Jesus said, I only do what my father says to do. I only say what he tells me to say. Have you ever said that to the Father? Father, today, one day, I'd like to have an experience where I only do what you tell me to do, and I only say what you tell me to say. Why don't you try that? 
The Holy Spirit's job is to communicate with the Father through the tree of life in an encrypted frequency code so Satan can't hear it. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a frequency code, part of the Trinity that causes you to be able to speak and hear from the Father. But between you and the Father, through Jesus, the gate, but Satan can't communicate that way. Did you ever pray and all of a sudden you said, oh, why didn't I think of that? God just dropped a downloaded answer out of that zip file into your life. How do you get at that zip file? How do you get in there? You knock and you keep on knocking and you keep on knocking. You're the one that's got to knock. You're the one that's stuck in this realm, powerless if you're acting that way. Know who you are. You have been bought with a price. Jesus has delivered you from every evil of this present world. He has delivered you and me, all of us, and said, now, do what I did. Greater things can you do than what I did. What? He rose the dead. He laid hands on the sick and they all recovered. Yep, they did. Not in his hometown. They gave him a hard time. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this the guy that fixed this for me or did that? He was liked as a person who fixed things that were broke. The minute he said he was sent by the Father, boy, did he! they give him a hard time. You are sent by the Father. You have the ability to do even greater things than Jesus did. That's what he said. Even greater things will you do in my name because I go to be a father and I am your advocate. I am the reason that you can access the zip file. I am the reason that the power that God created in the beginning to be a part of you is legally yours again. It is legally in you. Are you feeling old, decrepit, wretched? Are you feeling scared, fearful? Speak to it. I refuse to fear. I refuse to get old. My body is rejuvenating every single day of its life because the Word of God says it can. I refuse there's any sickness or disease to come upon this body. I refuse it. Why? Because my Father said I should. He has delivered me from pestilence. No evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come near me. Every germ, every virus that touches the, me or you, it dies instantly in the name of Jesus. Every organ, every tissue in our bodies, our hearing, our eyes, our bodies, our, our, our arteries, all the parts and compo- every organ, every tissue of this body will function in the absolute full perfection to which God Almighty created it to function. And we have to be the ones to forbid any malfunction. Forbid it in the name of Jesus. Jesus conquered it, paid for it. Now, do people legitimately have things going on? Absolutely. But you have the right to refuse it. You have the right to refuse Now, some people at some stages are too weak to do it. I get it. But that's where they're supposed to call for the elders of the church. They're supposed to call for someone to come in and know that if they come in and anoint them with oil, the, what does it say? They'll be healed. And all the, if they've sinned, their sins are forgiven. 
but you have to, by faith, call for the elders. You got to call. You have to act in faith. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Jesus paid that you could have life and have it more abundantly. Running out of energy, you can get it back. Running out of money, you can get more. How? The Holy Spirit will give you the answers. First of all, you got to decide what you want. Do you want the Word to have final place in your life, or do you want the world to tell you how to think? you got to make that choice. It's not just about where you spend eternity. Your job is to call heaven down on earth. And if the church did their job and called heaven down on earth, you wouldn't worry about who's in office because you'd have had the right people in there. So the church, the believers who are walking around, living life to their fullest in their own little world, you're the one that's at fault. Get the Word of God cooking in your life. Take authority. You've been given dominion. We control everything, whether it's your health, your wealth, and of course, Jesus granted us eternal life. But the health and wealth part, he gave it to us also. But you have to rise up inside and eat the fruit from the tree. What's the fruit? It's the Word. If you don't take the Word as truth, then you are feeding off of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There are two trees. What are you going to do with them? Stop eating what the world says. Start eating what Jesus did and said. The Word that was in the beginning came and is now in us. That's the tree you want to eat from. Your job, and my job, is to create the Garden of Eden around us. That's right. And then take it wherever you go. Wherever you go, whatever you touch, should prosper. Because you're bringing with you the image. You're made in the image of God. Now, some people are very big on their names, like your name, whatever your last name is, and you care about your family reputation. You absolutely care about that. You, I know after some people pass away, then, you know, make sure you pay all my bills. Make sure you don't ruin my good name. Blah, 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 right? How do you think the father feels? You are part of his family. Don't wreck the name. Too many Christians have given God a bad outcome, a bad look, and it hurts people. Stop it. Be the ones who bring about the real image of God. That's who we are. That's who we were created to be. You and I are alive today because God has something for us. That's right, to do right now. Let me read this to you from Philippians 2, verse 5 through 9. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay? So he's telling us, this is the way you should think. This is the way Jesus thought, and this is the way you should think. Let this mind be in you. Okay? Who, Jesus, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. All right, let's read that again. Who being in the form of God. Well, you look like God. 
You're made in his image. So, so was Jesus. So now he was in a form that looks like God. Form, being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He's saying, let this kind of thinking be in you. That it's not wrong for you to think you're equal with God. What? What are you, crazy? Listen, you aren't the big God. But God made you just like him. And put you in a realm, and he gave you dominion, and he said, act like me. Wherever you go, it's me. Wherever you take it, it's me. Whatever you say, it's me. I back it. Don't consider robbery to act like him. He sent you to act like him. You were sent to act like God. And when you fail to do that, you miss the true depth of the gospel. You get to the part where I'm going to heaven. Oh, God, I'm gone. I'm saved. Oh, God. Wake up. You've got work to do. Stop drinking milk and start eating steak. The word of God is loaded with good meat. And it's telling you and I, it's time to let the world around us know that you are made in the image and likeness of God. Are you hiding it? Do you feel like you're in hiding? Well, it's time to come out, Christians. It's time to let the world know the only reason you're here making so much money and willing to pay your taxes is because God Almighty blessed you. And if you can't accept the God that blessed me, then you can't accept me. The, the world needs to know that. You need to be bold enough, strong enough, and courageous enough to get up off your behind and let the world know that the image of God is in you. And wherever you go, you bring that image. So let this mind be in you. But made himself of no reputation, <clears throat> taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. So all the while, we're allowing people to see that we are not backing down. We're still here to serve. I'm here to serve. And you're here to serve. But we are not weak. Meek is not weak. However, it lays down its strength because I want to serve you. I want to serve the government. I want to serve others. So don't think because I'm weak, I'm meek, that I'm weak. That is not a picture of the church. God, Jesus, was not weak. He was powerful, extremely powerful. And because he was powerful, Laying down his life became a servant. That's a different story than a weak, sniveling Christian hiding in a corner. That is so different. We are strong and mighty in Christ for the pulling down of strongholds. Pull them down. Take authority. Take dominion. You were given back the tree of life like Adam had before the fall. You can no longer blame Adam. You can no longer wait to go to heaven before you receive the victory. It's now. It's here. And it's available for you and I. So being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So, first of all, you have to know 
who you are in Christ, the righteousness of Christ. Then you have to know you're made in God's image, and He wants you to take authority. He wants you to take dominion. And then once you take dominion and your life is straightening out and everything's coming together, go back to being the servant to serve others. Because as you sow, you reap. And to love one another as Christ loved the church. We are to serve each other. In heaven, we serve each other. We love each other. There is no competition that's, I'm trying to get up on you. I want to help you get where you're going. We want to help each other get where we're going. God loves you. He wants you to stand up in the image of God that he created you. So therefore, God also has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name which is above every name. Jesus paid a price. He gave the gift back to God. He get, put a bow on your head. You're the gift. Act like the gift. Be the gift God wants to unwrap. Not the one he puts in the corner and says, well, that's okay, but this gift, look at this gift. Be the gift. Jesus presented you to the Father. He presented you and made you whole. And you and I, you and I, this day, right now, have the ability Inside of us, Jesus, the Christ, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the same power that rose him from the dead inside of you, what will you do with it? Will you bury it and put it in a hole and say, oh, I protected the talent you gave me? Or will you get it out, dust it off, and let yourself be the image of God Almighty himself in the earth? I'm telling you, we were made in the image and likeness of God. Now, what will you do? What will you do? This is the day the Lord gave us. We're going to go back and face him. Go back as the gift he's excited to receive. And this is the day to do it. So we're out of time for this week. I hope this program has excited you a little bit, make you want to be a better person in Christ. Get the word out. Read it. And we'll get back together next week and talk about how to be all in with the Lord. We didn't get to setting the goals, but we'll do it next week. Have a great week. Talk to you then. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.